Hello and welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. I am your host, Jason Katarski, and this is episode 84. And I am here back with a special guest from the other side of my world, of Michigan, uh, our good friend, Eric Carlson. Yeah, what's up, Eric? How you doing? What up? I'm good. So glad to be back. Yeah, and just before a storm was about to hit us Ugh. and you'd never be able to leave your house again. Yeah, I might get snowed in on the road back home. Oh. Uh, be bad. That would be bad. Your yeah. family would miss you. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're here, man. Me too. We get to play some games. Yeah. We get to catch up. That was the best. Yes. So, um, I just, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the stuff. Well, some, some a game we played today that uh, I'm a little bit ashamed I hadn't played it yet. Yeah, that's kind of bad. Uh, and then a game you played uh, recently that, mm. that kind of uh, was surprising how cool it sounded to me. And then one that I played uh, pretty recently that, I, that I'm that i pretty taken with and a little bit jealous of. Oh. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's get into it. I do have a cold, so I will try not to hack and cough and sneeze. I try not to edit this thing. So you may get a little bit of nature and uh, my bodily functions on this recording. Full humanity. <laughs> We're just keeping it real. Um, so, uh, first of all... Uh, Tell me about the game. You said your family got a game for you for Christmas. Yeah, my boys picked out a board game. And when a six and a, a three-year-old pick out a board game, you're never quite sure <laughs> when you leave it up to them. But they did really good. They picked out Super Mario Level Up. And it's this cool uh, Mario board game. Our family has been swept up in the Mario craze um, that I've always known, but my boys have discovered it recently. And oh, so, nice. So they're along on the Mario ride yeah, with you. Yes. Yep, and we love it and hate it at the same time. It's wonderful <laughs> and punishing. Dude, but, I mean, let me tell you, though, like, as soon as you said you got this Mario level-up game, like, I wanted to dismiss it. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. I would, I would see that game on the shelf, and I would be like, oh, that's garbage. I don't want anything to do with a video game property that's been turned into a board <laughs> game. Uh, especially one that... that Probably is like in mass market stores like that. Yes, you know? yep, yep, exactly. Um, USAopoly puts it out, yep. which which they do a ton of Monopoly, which whatever, mm-hmm. print money, that's right, cool, yeah. good for you. But they also do uh, a kind of a mix of neat hobby games yeah. uh, with, with some licensed property. So they're one of the ones you can look twice at when they've got a licensed property. You can kind of go in for a closer look and see if right. it's going to be like the kind of thing it's going to end up at thrift stores in a month or <laughs> or something else. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about this game. That sounds kind of neat. Yeah, so it's I got it for Christmas, and it's, it's one of those guests where you look at it, and you're like, ah, you got to like do the fake smile and nod, and, you know, it's your kid, so you want to make them happy because they're trying to make you happy. But as I got it out and put it together, the board kind of stacks and makes this three-dimensional board, and uh, you have different kind of staircase levels up to the Mario Castle. And so your goal is to move... You have a card with six different characters on it, and there's probably about 15 different characters in the game. Classic people like Koopa and Diddy Kong, Diddy Kong Jr., um, Yoshi's in there, Toad, ever, all the favorites. You obviously have, have dug a little deeper into Mario lore than I have, because yeah. I only recognize like two of the names oh, from that cool. list you just Yeah, you, know, you got some Mario made. to catch up on. Yeah, I do, I do. Mario's quality stuff. Anyway, so uh, you take these guys, and on your turn you, you have a card that has six different guys you're trying to make champion. And so as you level them up, as you move them up the ladder that this board makes, you get them to the top level. Everyone has to vote, and it has to be a unanimous decision to make one of these characters the champion. And so you have yes and no voting cards, and every time you vote no, you lose that card, so you have less and less opportunity to vote no. Uh-huh. So eventually everyone will be forced to unanimously agree on a champion and then you score all your the characters left on the board that are on your card 
Nice. So if your champion gets voted down, voted no, you don't get to score points for him. He's knocked out of the game. Okay. And, and so it's a little puzzle, uh, kind of. There's it's more gamery than I thought it was going to be. There's definitely some strategy and some uh, deep thinking that could be done. That's that's really good to hear. And, and it's and it looks like a, a fun kind of gimmicky. Um, Board, yeah, like it's punch board that makes actual steps that yep. you're racing up. Yep, it's a, it makes a three dimensional board, and I just leave the board out as kind of a, a visual piece that people can check out. That's awesome. Yeah. So Mario Level Up, Super Mario Level Up by awesome. USAopoly. Wow, nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give it a chance if yeah, it comes man. if it comes to the table. And you're playing it with your kids, right? Yeah, yep. they're able to play with you. And yep. how old are they again? Uh, four and, and six. So when you can play with a four year old. And a six-year-old, and dad who likes to play games, exactly. like and everybody's having a good time. That that's a good sign. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So one that I played kind of over the holidays uh, quite a bit was Harvest Dice by uh, Danny Devine and Gray Fox Games. And this is one of those kind of games of the roll and write craze. Mm, yeah. Um, nice game. I, I actually uh, I can't remember if I talked about this on the show or not. I, I don't I don't think I have because it was a I, I took a pretty good break. Mm. But. Um, if not, I'm going to talk about it again because I really like it. <laughs> so this was a game that I tried to sign oh. and uh, for Green Couch Games, but like the night before, um, somebody else made him an offer. No, and he, and he went with them because they were first. Mm. But I loved it. I loved it that much. So it's a it's a game where you're rolling different colored dice, and the dice represent um, carrots, lettuce, and tomatoes. And you have this grid on your piece of paper that is a um, your little your little garden that you're planting. Yeah. So what what's kind of cute about it is it's like a roll and draw game. Oh. So like. It's not a huge deal. Like you don't have to be a true artist, but right. you can have a little fun doodling because when you um, you roll the dice and you're drafting the dice around the table, and you have to plant that die in your field. So if I take an orange one, I have to um, put it in the column that matches the number that is showing on it. So yeah. if I had a two orange, I have to put it somewhere in my orange column, and I'd have to draw a little carrot in that box. And now my carrots have to stay together when I'm oh. adding more. Yeah. And um, the other thing you can do is choose to feed your pig. Okay. And um, if you don't want to put it, plant it in your garden, you take that vegetable and feed it to your pig and kind of cross off a little circle. It's kind of like um, a little, little bit of quicks there where you have yeah. like that choice. And if you cross certain thresholds, it unlocks um, kind of a, a special power. Oh. Yeah. And then um, every, every round, one of the dice is left over. And whatever one is left over, you cross it off on this little market stand. Oh. And then... Um, and, and that determines how many points that color is going to be worth at the end of the game. Oh. So if, like, if orange gets left, you know, at, on the table four times during the game, it's going to be worth four points per oh. um, orange dye that you have in your garden. Yeah, re- really cute little game. It's, um, I played it with my mother-in-law, and she enjoyed it, and played it with my, uh, with my older daughter, and she enjoyed it. Played it with some casual kind of gamer friends that came over, yeah. and um, we got pretty competitive, but it was still the kind of game we were like, chatting about while hanging out around the table and um yeah made for a really really good experience and really nice quality full color sheets you know that you're that you can you're scorekeeping on place uh two to four players in about 20 to 30 minutes so um it's definitely worth uh looking at even though it wasn't published by green patch games (laughs) (laughs) i like the dice color i was looking at it and it has kind of a muted earthy tone to it so even that little element of it being uh, something you put into the ground, the, the dice actually conveyed that to me. Yeah, I yeah. That was cool. They're not just like splash of bright. Right. Um, so, that is a good one. Uh, Harvest Dice. Yeah. I recommend that. So, th- that, it's kind of a dice placement game. And that brings us to kind of the, the meteor yeah. game that we played today. And, and really, it's kind of a, a, 
a super filler, really. Yeah. Um, it takes about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, so it, it, and it has real simple rules. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I and I thought it was worth kind of sharing with the filler audience because yeah. you know we like that like slightly longer kind of crunchier kind of mm-hmm. game. And this was a game um, that it, like, this is the one that I mentioned that I was a little bit ashamed of that I hadn't played yeah. it. I, I kickstarted it and then it was still uh, in shrink. And the reason that that I was a little ashamed is because it's by uh, Daryl Andrews and Adrian Adamsku who did Before the Earth Explodes for Green Couch Games, uh. and it's Sagrada from Floodgate Games. Uh, and this game has had a ton of buzz. It's been yeah. doing really well. I've heard nothing but great things, but I just hadn't got around to playing it yet. And I'm really impressed. Yeah. Like, and this this is funny too because Adrian and Daryl pitched this to me, um, and <laughs> and I passed on it because I didn't have a box size, you know, that would kind of fit this uh-huh. game. Uh, so I didn't think it could fit into what I was doing. But uh, Ben picked it up, and Ben has some similar tastes to me back yeah. from Floodgate because he's picked up a couple games I've looked at as well and like I'm like maybe I should do that and then Ben does it and I'm like oh <laughs> I guess that was a Floodgate game um, but yeah it's really neat so it's dice drafting right mm-hmm. so we roll some dice you're going to take turns kind of snake drafting through the dice and placing them on your, your stained glass window you're building the Sagrada yep. right and um, they're, each person has like a different tile that that has some restrictions, either color restrictions or number restrictions that you have to follow when you're placing dice on your little on your little grid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so you draft them, you place them according to your rules, and there's these three um, different scoring cards that determine how that game is going to score. You always right. have a hidden card that tells you like. This color is your secret card that's worth one point per die. So get a lot of these. Yeah, right? the sum of the dice. Yep. The, sum, the sum of the dice, mm-hmm. right? Which, that, that's a game changer, too. I, yeah. I didn't track that as well as I could. And you beat me by about six points. So if I would have <laughs> paid more attention to that hidden card, I, I could have Maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Um, so the, these three different cards, they're randomized. And they have different scoring. Like, um, all different colors in one row will score you six points. Yeah. Um, all the diagonal touching dice are worth one point each. The other one that we had... What was the other one we had today? Um, it had to do with pairs. Pairs of, of five and six. Yeah, fives and sixes that you have in your, anywhere on your board are going to score you two points each. Um, so that reminded me of Kingdom Builder. Have you played Kingdom Builder? Yeah. So Kingdom Builder is this neat system where you're just kind of like placing these buildings and you know workers out on a board or whatever, and... And then every game it scores differently. Like the objectives change with every single game, so there's tons of replayability. Yep. So that was like instantly like, ooh, Kingdom Builder. I like that. I'm into it. But, oh, but yeah. with placing, but with placing dice. Yeah. So um, and then the other thing was there's these three tools that are out there, mm-hmm. and the tools are kind of special abilities you can pay a point for. You start off with points depending on how difficult your starting tile is. Right. And um, then you can use those points to do this special action that gives you a little flexibility, moving dice around, swapping dice around, changing yep. numbers. And those change every game. Yeah. Lots of replayability. Uh, there's a solo variant, too, which I haven't played. I haven't played that either. No. But, but I have played it about five or six times now. I did back it and, awesome. and have been playing it for a while. Did you play it with different number counts? Yep. Yeah. How does yeah. it feel with uh, with the higher counts? Uh, great. Yeah. I actually I figured out... Uh, so the Kickstarter edition comes with five player boards, but only enough dice for four players. So I figured out the dice count at Gen Con and, and went, went around and picked up some extra dice and I played with five and it still worked out okay. Nice. So yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um that's random. 
Why, why did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all the answers. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like, any more um, dice. Yeah, production quality is awesome. You get a nice, so good. nice bag with the, the Sagrada logo on yeah. it. A ton of these, like, there's the smaller, I think they're like 12 millimeter translucent yeah. dice. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like pretty. not a real precise dice. They're not an easy dice size to duplicate. Yeah. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, not just to go and buy no, anywhere, no, right? Uh-uh. They're, they're pretty specialized. Yeah. But you got a bunch of dice in there, so it makes sense yep. that, that um, they're a little smaller. And then these really thick, like, tiles you're playing with that have the grid on them that you slide your card yeah. into. And it looks like the stained glass window yep. as, as you're filling it in. So, like, thematics are there. The quality is there. Um, he, you taught me how to play in, like, less than five minutes. Yeah. And we played for a good 30 minutes, just two players, and that's a learning game, too, so, like, I'm, I'm sure we could play that game faster. Oh, definitely. Um, depending on how much I want to be paying attention to what the other players are doing yeah. while I'm drafting. Right. But today I was playing against myself, just trying to figure out how to put together the, the most points and didn't really pay attention to what I should or shouldn't lead for you. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't use that as a strategy, and I, I like a little bit of take that in my board game, but it was Sagrada, you're so focused on making sure that uh, your placements are good and that you're getting the right dice that you, you kind of have to not focus on others. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, as the game progresses, this is another cool thing, it gets tougher mm-hmm. to uh, to get the dice you need in yeah. the right places. So, um, yeah, so paying attention to other people. You can play that way if that's where your brain is. That's yeah. good for you. But like, just like that puzzle is enough that it's progressively harder as the game goes on, yep. um, which which I really liked a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think this is a game that my wife is gonna like. She, her favorite games are like Carcassonne. Mm. Um, <clears throat> well, that's that's her favorite game. But like, she, oh, she likes Ex Libris. That's like her contender. Oh. That one's like kind of maybe bumping that one out. Uh, nice. She's always asking me to play that one. But uh, number nine, oh, that's another one we love. Yeah, and, and tiling. I, I oh. think they can talk about that one for a minute too. But um, so it's this puzzly kind of experience that is like light on rules, but like it gets your your brain working. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean that's. Uh, that's what Sagrada is all about, and Daryl Andrews and and Adrian uh, Adamsky made made before the explodes for us. They're they're making a ton of cool games. They yeah. got a lot of stuff out there. They're they're busy design duo together and separately. Yeah. Um. And uh, they're worth they're worth watching because they're making some really neat stuff. Um. Have you have you heard of Number Nine? The, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't played it. Uh, so Z Man put it out, mm. and like all the tiles are shaped like the numbers. Like one number one is shaped like a number one, oh. and then number two and number three. And you're building base layers. Like, so you're placing a tile uh, on a base layer, and you only get points, like, that are, like, multiplied by placing higher numbers on top. So, like, if I place a higher number on the second level, I would multiply it by two. Oh. And, but you can't place it over any holes that you've created. So you're trying to put together the biggest base that is, like, the most solid kind of, uh, uh, like, foundation that you can that has very little holes in it because then you have to put the other ones on top of it to be able to score points for them so there's a card that comes out every round and they're just like numbers one through i don't remember one through ten or whatever and there's like a double set of them and you reveal that number and that's the card that everyone has to place the tile so you grab that tile and add it to your board however you want to so it's kind of multiplayer solitaire who's Uh gonna make the you know the best puzzle out of what they have Hmm. um Really good game. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's awesome. And you can get another set of it and just like put to, put it together. And you just have twice as many cards, twice as many tiles, oh. so you can play with like eight people. It just scales nice. Yeah, and it's and it's quick. It's quick. It's thinky. It's it's the game that my wife pulled out 
like on her own to play the solo game. What? She, yeah, she was just like, I'm gonna play it over and over again, and like she's like, I she wanted to like beat her own score. You know, like she <laughs> was just, awesome. she was super into it. Yeah. So yeah, thinky thinky puzzly games today with yeah. with uh, Harvest Dice and uh, and Sagrada and Number Nine and. And a little bit of the puzzle of like it, trying to figure out and Mario level yeah. up too. There's a surprising amount of puzzle to it. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening. Eric, it's so good to have you back for you yeah. for this like quick episode. Good to be here. Um, you know, you're always welcome at twenty minutes of filler and always welcome uh, to come and game in Grand Rapids or awesome. anywhere else. So <laughs> uh thank you folks for listening. If you wanna uh interact with us, you can get involved in the twenty minutes of filler Facebook group. Uh, we give away games there. We have discussions about games, so check that out if you haven't already. Uh, Eric, where can people uh, interact with you on the World Wide Web? I usually say Twitter, but if we're honest, I haven't logged on to Twitter in like six months. So okay. Let's say Instagram. Let's say Instagram? Instagram? How yeah. do they find you on Instagram? Uh, DonutCow11. That's also the Twitter handle. Also the Twitter. So maybe that'll force you out yeah. of uh, out of it, your Twitter. It, it might. Yeah. i got to recover my password. That's like a two-minute thing. <laughs> Dude, that's like going to set you back. I time. know. Well, you can find me at Jason Katarski on uh, Twitter, at Green Couch Games on Twitter. I'm at Green Couch Games on Instagram. Um, and you can go to greencouchgames.com to find out more about what we're up to, listen to more uh, podcast episodes, um, email me, buy stuff from my, our, our web store, or, or yeah, whatever. So uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we hope that until next time, you get out there and play some great games.